Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in this series entitled Walking by Faith. This is part number two in the series. Remember, if you've missed any of the parts, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can click on the series entitled Walking by Faith, and you can catch up on all the messages. While you are there on our website, make sure to leave a donation for the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to stay on the air and continue to preach this gospel all around the world. Your gifts are tax deductible, and we appreciate your help so much. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Walking by Faith, part number two, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. After you understand, you must put into practice, you must experience it. What good is it for you to come to church week in and week out? What good is it for you to, uh, to hear messages that you never put into practice? It means nothing. Are you hearing? It's time to get some value. Turn to your name and tell them it's time to get some value. Praise the Lord. All right. So now let's go ahead and go into walking by faith. This will be part number two. And uh, I'm going to do just a tiny bit of recapping today. I would advise you uh, as much as possible, please get the free CD. Please get the free audio uh, messages from the website and, and all of that stuff from the Kingdom Rock app. Make sure that you get in the Word of God yourself and make it solid within you. Make it solid within you. The day will come. The day will come when the Word of God will not be so readily available. And you're going to have, the word, have to have the word stored up in your heart. Are you hearing me? I pray that that day is not too soon, but it will come a day. And even when you get into your troubled times and your troubled situations, you need to have the word of God stored up within you. Listen, it's too late to learn how to box when you get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Or whoever the champion is. It's too late. It's fight day, it's fight time, and you turn to the trainer and say, okay, how you put these gloves on again? You about to get popped and laid out. You must prepare before you go to war. And how do you know trouble is all a part of this life? It's all a part of this life. We cannot avoid it. Just like you can't avoid rainy days. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to the best of us, going to happen to those that are not the best of us, it's going to happen to the rich, it's going to happen to the poor, and everybody in between. Trouble will happen. It'll happen. Not prophesying, this is just life. Are you hearing? So it behooves us to prepare for the trouble before the trouble arrives. Prepare for it before it arrives. Remember, Jesus told you that uh, those who hear his word, he said, this is how you're alike. Uh, he says, uh, he who hears my word, well, he's like a man who, and puts it in practice, he's like a man who built his house upon a rock and the rains came, that's trouble. Winds blew, that's trouble. And the floods came and beat on the house, but the house didn't fall. But the man who hears the word and does not put it into practice, does not experience it. The same rain comes. He built his house on the sand, on the sand. The same rain comes, same flood comes, same wind blows, but that house will fall. 
because it was not founded on a rock. What I'm telling you now, here again, not prophesying, not trying to be a prophet of doom. I'm simply telling you that trouble is coming. Sooner or later, something's going to happen. And you'll need to have the word of God stored up in you so that you're ready to fight. Are you hearing me? You need to be ready to put a karate chop on the enemy. You need to have yourself so in tune with the spirit of God so that when trouble comes, you look at it and declare, what? No, I'm not the prey. I'm the hunter. What? I'm not the victim. I'm the victor. You want to step to me? You don't know who I am. Boy, I put something on you that you can't take off. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You've got to have the word of God stored up within you. Stored up within you. Even yesterday, I was at uh, an auto dealership, and I told some of you about this already. An auto dealership, and I was hopping upset, hopping mad. I was mad. You hear me? Mad. I was upset. Very upset. Very upset. When you think somebody's trying to take advantage of you, trying to take money from you, I don't think any of you are going to just say, oh, well, I was upset. And I purposed in my heart. I had my wife on the phone. She was following me. So we went back to the dealership. I purposed in my heart. Somebody going to, somebody, I'm going to talk to somebody today. Today. You hear me, Ray? I said, today. I was ready for a confrontation. Thunder and lightning was about to fly. I get back to the place, pull up. The Lord has the manager standing right there in the parking lot. I said, hello, aren't you the manager here? He said, yes, I am. This is what I said. I know, brother. This is what I said. First words came in my mouth after I said, you're the manager, aren't you? Yes. I said, you know, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. I said, that being said, please forgive me. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Then I let him know what I wanted him to know in a calm and reasonable and rational manner. Are you hearing? I didn't curse at him. I didn't have to root nor anything else or shoot. But when I left there, they gave me a loaner car, a brand new car to drive while mine is being repaired. They're going to fully detail my car and all this other kind of stuff, all these other services, because they understood what had happened. God was fighting for me. But sometimes, here again, listen, you cannot allow, I pray you're hearing this rhema from God. You cannot allow your emotions to get the better of you. Let me say this again. You cannot allow your emotions to get the better of you. Yes, you'll be angry, but don't sin. You cannot allow depression to get the better of you to where you won't get up to where you won't move about. You cannot allow fear to get the better of you. You've got to move on. You've got to move on. But what I'm telling you that you have to have the word stored up in your heart. When you are pressed, what comes out? When you are pressed, what comes out? When you are pressed, what comes out? Just like when you're pressing a grape, what comes out? 
if you're full of the word, the word should come out. And it is the word that goes before you. It's the word that conquers the enemy. It's the word that does it. Are you hearing? So you say, well, I don't know. If I've been in a situation, I would give them some choice words and blah, blip, 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 blip. You blanky, blanky, blanky. Huh? What comes up? You know, I would rather God fight for me than any man. You can run from an attorney. You can run from the police, but you cannot run from God. Are you hearing? So prepare, 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 as we said last week, for these momentary trials, for these light afflictions. Remember that last week? Prepare for these light afflictions that will only last for a moment, but you must prepare for the light affliction. Are you hearing me today? So last week, uh, we talked about uh, why you should uh, walk by faith. We gave you some reasons. Uh, I'll give you three again today. One is you'll live longer. Two, you'll be happier. And, uh, and three, you'll be more optimistic. And I'll give you even a fourth. You'll, you are more apt to bounce back after a traumatic experience when you've learned to lean and rely and trust in God. Here again, you must learn now. The best time to develop new weapons is in peacetime. The best time to try out your weapons is in peacetime. You fight the bear, you fight the lion. How was David able to fight the bear and lion and win? Well, he was preparing, probably doing a little slingshot practice, hitting the rock or something, hitting the rock and hitting the tree, hitting the tree. Then here comes the bear and lion. What does he do? He simply uses what he's already been used, already been using, what he's always used, and it it worked. Are you hearing? So we told you also some um, reasons why it is important, why faith is important. One, because it is impossible to please God without faith. Two, you're going to be doing the impossible with faith. You'll do the impossible. Jesus said all things are possible to him that believes. And three, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God framed the world. He, with faith, he framed the worlds, the worlds. He framed this reality through his word in use with faith. Are you hearing me? Now, we also gave you uh, some worldly perspectives of what faith is. Worldly perspectives of what faith is. So I want you to go back with me just for a moment. Let me give you the last two definitions of that. The world says that faith is a religious preference, meaning what are you, what's your faith? Uh, I'm a Buddhist. I'm a Catholic. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Hindu. That's, that's my faith. What's your faith? That's not the faith that God is talking about when he talks about this. The world says also that faith is um, firm belief in something for which there is no proof. That is also anti-Bible because you'll actually see in Hebrews 11 chapter that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. So according to the world standards, when they talk about faith, they're, t- they're saying uh, that I am very hopeful uh, that something's going to happen. I don't have any proof, but I'm hopeful that something's going to happen. I'm wishful. But unfortunately, as we said before, unfortunately, some people within the halls of the church uh, have believed that lie. They've, they've drunk that Kool-Aid. They've taken that in, taken the world's perspective. 
Uh, for some, faith has become nothing more than, than wishful thinking or hope-filled notions. They go around uh, hoping and a praying. I hope God's going to do this. I hope God's going to do that. But remember, God does not move by your hope, by your hope-filled prayers. He moves by faith. Faith touches the heart of God. Faith touches the heart of God. Are you hearing? Faith touches the heart of God. Faith touches the heart of God. Faith moves God. Faith will move that mountain. Faith will do that as you have faith in him. Not Not having faith in faith, but have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith, the Lord says. Has the God, have the God kind of faith or the faith of God. Are you hearing? Now remember as well, because of this, because people's faith some in the house of God are based in emotion. They are based in feeling when they believe, they believe God when things are going well. Hey, God is with me. But when things are not going well, hey, God has left me. That's faith that is rooted in this reality. It is not rooted in the word of God. Faith that is rooted in the word of God will weather the storms. No matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstances, you're believing what God said and you're going to stand on what God said. Come hell or high water, what God said is true and I'm going to stand on that. Are you hearing? This is the faith of God. But remember the, uh, the deception that it is possible, we talked about this last week, it is possible for someone to go to church to give in tithes and offerings and really try to serve the Lord, but slip into some type of uh, religious ritual that is void of faith and void of power. Don't you know people can just, you can just go to church, you can do stuff religiously and not even know God. Not even worship him or serve him as God. And we gave you these examples here in um, Matthew, the 15th chapter. Let me read to you verses 7 through 9. It reads this way, ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah uh, prophesy of you, saying, these people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. God said you did it in vain. You don't want vain worship. Are you hearing? Secondly, here in um, Matthew, look at Matthew 7, verses 21 through uh, 23. Let's give you another indication of that. It says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Look at verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, what day? The day of judgment. Many will say to me in that day, what? Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we? It said, uh, and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. I did a lot of stuff for you, Jesus. I did a lot of stuff for you. I fed the poor. I, I helped the homeless and, and this and that. And the other. I did a lot of stuff for you, Jesus. What would the Lord say? He said, and then will I profess unto them what I never knew you I never knew you you were never intimate with me you may have come around but you never got to know me have you ever been around somebody seen them just about every day but you never did ask what their name was 
It's just, oh, that person, yeah, I think they work here before. Or maybe in class, students, you're in class, you got 30 other students in the classroom, but there's somebody in the back you see every day, but you don't say anything to them. Anybody been there before? Anybody done that? Jesus said, you did all this for me, but you never got to know me. You never got to know me. Are you hearing? He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You worker of iniquity. So listen, I want you to beware. So beware, beware of just going through the motions of church, going through the motions of worship, just going through the motions, just doing things. True worship or service to God always involves the heart and always considers the who, who you are serving. Yes, the people are in front of you, but you're serving God. Always the why. I always consider why. Why am I serving them? Why? Because I want God to get the glory. I want to be pleasing unto him. When you're doing your service, your acts of service, your acts of worship. Now, we understand, please, I pray you understand that worship is a lot more than clapping your hands and singing a song on Sunday morning. Worship is your worship is seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's not always singing, but worship is your really your service to him. When temptation comes your way and you give that temptation, the word of God, you're actually serving the Lord. Mothers, as you serve your children, you're putting food on the table. You are serving the Lord. Fathers, as you go out and work and you bring the bacon home, you are serving the Lord. You're doing the will of God. You are supporting your families. You are loving your neighbor as you love yourself. You are serving him. That's an act of worship. But to just come in and clap and then go back out and cuss somebody out, that's not true worship. Are you hearing me? So you got to say, Lord, I'm, I'm doing this for the Lord. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for the Lord. Why am I serving? I'm serving for the Lord. I'm serving him. I'm doing this for Jesus. If you're doing this for man, man are going to bite your head off. Are you hearing me? All right. Now, let me, let's go a little bit deeper today. Turn to your name and tell them, let's go a little bit deeper today. Now, you've got to understand that faith is valuable. Faith is valuable. Faith is valuable. As a matter of fact, there are two scriptures in the Bible where Jesus marveled. Where Jesus marveled, and they both concerned faith. The word marvel means to be filled with wonder or astonishment uh, as at something surprising or extraordinary or extraordinary. That is um, a wow moment. This is a wow moment. It's not as though that Jesus didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't. He wasn't. Oh, he didn't say, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. This is surprising. No, he knew it was going to happen. But when the moment came, the faith that created the universes, he saw it there in someone else. He saw it in someone else and was, you know, and said, wow, this is extraordinary. This is a marveling moment. I see something that I use way back when I see it now. Are you hearing me? Let's look at those verses here. Uh, and also, I want you to know also that faith is so valuable that Jesus uh, spent his time looking for it. 
Let's look at uh, Matthew, the eighth chapter. You can get all these down. Matthew, eighth chapter, uh, verses nine through 10. And it says, uh, for I am a man, this the Lord Jesus talking to the centurion servant. I want you to hear what he's saying here. Well, the centurion servant is talking to Jesus. He says, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he what? And he goeth. Uh, and to another, come, and he what? And he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he what? All right, now listen to how Jesus responds here. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. Say marveled. He marveled and said to them that follow, verily I say unto you, I have not what? Found. Meaning what? He was looking for it. I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Found. In other words, I'm looking for something. This is valuable. It's just like the Lord is just um, searching for buried treasure in the heart of men, searching for gold, panning for gold. Do you have this? Do you have it? He's on the search. Do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have this faith? Let's look at the next scripture here. I want to show you this too. Uh, let's look at Mark 6 chapter, verse uh, 4 and 6, 4 through 6. It says in verse number 4, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he's in uh, verse number 5, And he could there do no mighty work. Look at that. He could there do no mighty work. He couldn't do any mighty work there. Listen to that statement. We're talking about Jesus, the son of God, all God, all man. He said he could there do no mighty work, save lay lay his hands upon a few sick folk and heal them. Verse six. And he what? Come on, talk to me. He what? And he marveled because of their, because of their unbelief. Shocking. Shocking. I'm standing, I hear the Lord saying, you know, I'm standing right here. Right here. They honored his flesh more than they honored the spirit of God within him. He, they mar- the Lord Jesus marveled that they didn't know who he was, that, didn't, but that they didn't believe him. He marveled it. I want you to notice something, too, that this is so powerful this faith that God has invested in you is so powerful, even that uh, when Jesus returns for his church, he'll still be looking for it. Let's look at this in uh, Luke 18, verses 6 through 8. We'll read this out of the New Living Translation. Are y'all still with me today? Amen. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge, talking to his disciples. He said, even he rendered a just decision at the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice uh, to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man, but rather, but when, yes, the son of man returns, What's the statement? How many will he find on the earth who have what? So when Jesus Christ comes to rapture his church, will he find a people of faith still on the earth? Who's the Lord going to take out of here? 
I wonder those at whom he has found faith. Faith and operation in the life. Are you hearing me? Faith and operation in the life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that's a nice fan right there. I'm sure somebody would, uh, would love to have that pouring on everybody else. So somebody help me out and get that going, okay? All right. That's another nice fan right there in the back of the room. Let's see if somebody can help me out and put it on the table there and let it blow the people of God. How about that? Is that good? Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. So again, faith is valuable. Now, why are we going through all of this? Why are we going through all of this? Because understand, faith in the kingdom of God is like currency, or we can say faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Just like money is used here in this earth realm, you give this and you give that. Well, in the same sort of way, the faith of God that works in you is just like that money. As money is a medium of exchange, you do this work for me, I give you money. I give you money to get the work done. I don't need the money so much as I need the work done. So I give you money in exchange for the work being done. Are you hearing? Faith is like this is like a currency, just like money in so many ways. It is not money, of course, but it's, it works like it. You give this and you will get that. You give this and you will get that. Now, I don't want, I don't want us to overlook the sovereign will of God because God can do something regardless. But I call that really the exception and not the rule. The rule is... You come with faith and you will receive from God. That is the rule. You come with faith and you will receive from God. Are you hearing? As a matter of fact, let me zoom. We're going we're gonna to come back to all these wonderful things. I want to show you. There's so much I want to show you. These will not be on, your, on the screen, but I need you to see, need you to see this in in Matthew 8, Matthew 8, verse 13, you can turn there in your Bibles if you like or just listen. Let me show you how faith is used as currency. You'll find this in many places in the Word of God. Now, I know, now the only reason that we really would use faith or attempt to employ faith in our lives is when there is a lack of something. You don't hope for something or have faith for something that you already have. If you already have it, why would you begin to seek God for it? So you come to God because there is a lack. There is a deficiency, something that you don't have, whether it's money or whether it's, uh, whether it's a job you're, you're looking for, whether it's a healing that you're looking for. I'm not sure what it is, whether it's peace in the home that you are uh, looking for. You're coming to God because you don't have something. Just like you're going to Walmart. I'm going to get something because I don't have this. Why else in the world would I come down to all of this? I'm coming because I need something in here. Thank God for the place, but I don't want to go there unless I have to go there. That goes for any other store, as a matter of fact, except for electronics, of course. Well... Let's just be honest. 
I can go stare at some TVs and some computers. But that's just me. Some of you the same way with clothes. You can go window shopping all day long. Uh, well, there you have it. So one reason it is important for us to review this and learn how to operate in faith is because if you're not in lack now, something is missing now, there will be something missing later. And you're going to need to know how to negotiate in the spirit, how to negotiate in the spirit. That is, you're going to need to know how to release what you have and to receive something else that God has. You're going to need to know how to release and receive. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're going to need to know how to release and receive. Far too many times we are expecting to receive, but we have not released anything. You're going to have to learn how to what? Release and what? And receive. Okay? That's the process. Releasing and receiving. If you go into your bank and you have not released any money on deposit, and you attempt to receive from it, you're going to jail. Are you hearing? If you go into a convenience store, Walmart, and you're seeing people, I've seen people on Facebook, people, the police put their picture on the Facebook. They went in there to receive, but they didn't give. They didn't give at their cash register. And so the police are looking for them. One lady rolled out the store, I'm not sure how she did it, with a buggy full of big old television, 50-inch television, just walking out the stuff. <laughs> Ladies, something wrong with you. The folks are coming to look for you. But again, in order for us to be successful in this life, we're going to have to learn how to release and how to receive. Okay. Now, we understand about releasing, but many times it's hard for some to receive. We get a chokehold on us. No, I can't take that. No, 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 I can't take that. No, I can't take that. You're going to have to practice receiving. Because listen, you may not need to receive it, but they may need to give it. Are you hearing? They may need to give it. Homeless man on the, let's say a homeless man's on the side of the road and, and you're walking by and he stops you and says, hey, I want to give you five dollars. Say what? No, man, you need to keep your money. It's not about, it's not about him. It's not about you receiving it. Maybe he needs to release it. God is dealing with him to release his last, just like the poor widow woman. Uh, God dealt with her releasing her last so that he could set her up to receive more. And aren't you ambassadors in the kingdom of God? Don't you represent Jesus? Aren't you a child of God? So if God gives them discernment to understand, hey, this is somebody that is in touch with God. If I bless them, God's going to bless me. It may not be that they need, it may not be that they need, they may need it themselves. But are releasing it to you. In doing this for you, the Lord will in turn bless them. Are you hearing? So don't, even if someone is a wealthy, even if a billionaire comes in this room and sits down and God tells you, give him your last $10. Well, Lord, they got money. He need to be giving me $10. 
But God deals with you to give it, to release it. Because many times, listen, your answer is in the release. Many times your answer is in the release. Are you hearing? So we're going to have to learn to negotiate in the spirit how to, how to release and how to receive. How to release and how to receive. Okay, how to release and how to receive. No matter what the source, you know, here again, now we understand that you can't take things from everybody. Oh, y'all don't know that. Do we need to stop there for a second? <laughs> you can't take some things from, from, uh, from Silly Sam. Ladies, if Silly Sam tell, comes to your, your teenage daughter, and Silly Sam is a grown man, he says, hey, I want to give you this bracelet. Tell your daughter, no, Silly Sam. Talk to my mama first. Better yet, talk to my daddy. I want to know why a grown man trying to get my, trying to get my teenage daughter a present. Hallelujah. I want to know what's up with that. I want to know your intentions. Because some people give gifts with strings attached. With strings attached. I'm giving you this so that you'll do that for me. And I tell you and your gift to go straight back to where you came from are you hearing praise the lord so we're gonna have to learn how to negotiate in the spirit that is releasing how to release your faith releasing your faith and receive your miracle here's one example i'm gonna give you here in um, matthew the eighth chapter we'll just go straight to it straight to the verse in question matthew 8 verse number 13 this is what it says here And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way, and as thou hast believed, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Now, this is now on the screen. This is in my notes I'm giving you right now. So if you're concerned about the screen, don't be right now. We'll get back to that later. This is why it's important to bring your Bible. Hallelujah. You don't know when we're going to go off script. Praise the Lord. Again, the Lord told the centurion, as you have believed, so be it done unto thee. As you have believed, so be it done. As you have believed, so be it done. As you have believed, so be it done. Let's look at another one. In Matthew 9, you can turn your Bibles there. Matthew 9, we're going to go straight to it. Matthew 9, verse 20 through 22. Matthew 9, verse 20 through 22. Now, this is the case where you have the woman with the issue of blood. Once you hear how this reads in Matthew 9, verse 20 through 22 of the King James Version, this is how it reads. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Verse 21, for she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good, be of good comfort. What? Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. He says again, thy faith, your faith hath made you whole. Jesus did not say, daughter, my faith made you whole. 
or your mama's faith made you whole, your daddy's faith made you whole, or your, somebody, your uncle is a preacher, he made you whole. No, he said, your faith have made you whole. What happened? There was an exchange. There was an exchange. She came with faith. She came with faith and she received, received her miracle. Uh, I hope you're seeing a pattern here. If we look also in the same book of Matthew, Matthew 20, Matthew uh, 9, rather, Matthew 9, uh, verse 27 through 30. Listen to how this reads. Matthew 9, again, verses 27 through 30. And when Jesus departed, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. What is he looking for? He's looking for faith, isn't he? They came to him with the problem. And he asked them, do you believe that I can do this? If we were at Walmart, we would hear, your total is. I'm looking for the exchange. The Lord is looking for the exchange. Do you have what is required here for this transaction? Jesus said, I got the power. Do you have the faith? He says, I got the power. I can do it. Do you have the faith? The blind men cried out to Jesus. Lord, we want to have our sight. They come in the house. Jesus says to them again, do you believe or believe ye that I am able to do this? Do you believe it? They said, yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yea, Lord. In verse 29, then touched he their eyes saying, listen, I love this. And you take note of this. This is Matthew 9, verse 29. 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 Matthew no, I don't need somebody to hit me on the back. Matthew 9, verse 29. Matthew 9, verse 29. One more time for Gene. Matthew 9, verse 29. What does it say? According to your faith, be it unto you. As I said before, this is now on the screen, so leave it alone, okay? Thank you. Hear me. Be it done unto you, according to your faith, be it unto you. Are you hearing? And their eyes were open. And Jesus straightway charged them, saying, say, rather, see that no man know it. This is just thrilling. This is thrilling. So here is an exchange. Again, as we're beginning to close now, in order for you to learn to navigate in the spirit, learning to transact business in the spirit, you're going to have to learn to release, release your faith and receive your miracle. Your answer is in your release and in your receiving. Even here at the altar, when you go someplace and, and someone prays for you, you're going to have to learn how to release your faith and receive. I've known people over the years, 
over the years to say, I've, I've laid hands on them and I prayed, pr- prayed the prayer of faith and I believe God has healed them, touched them and delivered them. And they stand before me, please, Jesus, please, please, Jesus, please, 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 Jesus, please, 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 please. I understand what you are doing, but your whole posture of one of begging, please, 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 says that you don't believe. You're leaning, that person's leaning on the mercy of God, but is not coming with faith. Instead of saying, instead of saying, Lord, I thank you, I receive it. Lord, I thank you. It's mine. I thank you, Lord. I believe it right now. I believe I receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Are you hearing me? Let's go to Mark. Let's go to Mark. I want to show you this and then we'll begin to close out. Let's go to Mark, the 11th chapter. I pray you're getting this today. Let's go to Mark, the 11th chapter. Let's go to Mark 11 chapter. We'll start at verse number 22. Now, don't be distracted. Because just as sure as I'm up here right now, there'll be a test. God prepares you for what is coming through his pulpit ministry. God prepares you for what is coming through the pulpit ministry, through your times of prayer, through your times of study of the word. He prepares you before it happens. He prepares you before it happens. But far too many of us end up defeated because we don't listen and receive because we don't take it in. That doesn't mean the test is not coming. The teacher will still give the test. Whether you studied or not, the teacher will still give the test. The pop quiz is still coming. Whether you studied your studied the notes or whether you came to class or not, the test is still scheduled. I'm telling you, the test is scheduled. And you're going to need to know how to release and to receive. Let me give you a good example of this, and then we're going to close out. Are you all still with me today? Mark 11, this is a very wonderful, very wonderful scripture about learning how to use your faith. How to use your faith. Now, we'll go back uh, through this later on, and you'll understand that God has given to every person the measure of faith. So if you say, I don't have faith, God would say, what'd you do with it? Because the Bible is clear that he's given to everyone a measure of faith. Without faith, it will be possible, Im- impossible for anybody to be saved. So at the least, all of us have saving faith. The faith to be saved. And after you're born again, that faith is still in you. You have got faith. Now, faith like a seed will grow. Faith like a seed will grow. It'll grow to be great faith. But you've got to work it. Are you hearing me? Now, let me show you this here in Mark 11. Then we're really going to uh, close out here today. Turn to your neighbor, are you, tell your neighbor, are you ready for this? The word of God is so powerful. 
Mark 11, verse 20, verse 20, um, two, we'll start here. Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you. Now he said, have faith in God. Now he's getting, beginning to describe how faith operates. He's beginning to describe it. Hear this. He says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, faith has a voice. It speaks. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. There's a relationship between the voice and the heart, between the mouth and the heart as it relates to faith. He said, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his what? Heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, rather, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. What will happen? He shall have whatsoever he saith. Transaction. Listen to verse 24. It breaks, the Lord breaks it down even clearer in verse 24. With more clarity, shall I say, in verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you, what? Desire. When you pray, what happens when you pray? What's the next word? Believe. Believe. All right. I'm coming with my money. We're in a Walmart store, right? Or in the store of your choosing. Macy's, JCPenney's, wherever you want to go. Belt, Fifth Avenue, Saks. Bowden Junction Flea Market, wherever you want. Are you hearing me? Come to the food bank. I'm coming prepared for this transaction. See the posture. I pray that you're hearing. See the posture of those that are coming in prayer. Listen, he says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe. Here comes a transaction. When you pray, what? Believe. When you pray, what? Believe. When you pray, what? When you pray, what? That's, you're coming with it. Your wallet is out. Ladies, your purse is out. You're open. You're ready. Can we catch that picture? We can say, when you come to the cash register, be ready. One thing that can't stand, I'm in a hurry. You get the cash register, you know you got to pay. Have your money out. Be ready. You know what's going to happen. You know what they're going to do. Be ready. Going to McDonald's, somebody up there. Uh, I won't. Uh, uh, you've been in line, four or five people behind him. You finally get up there. Uh, 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 it's the same menu week after week after week after week after week. You know what you want. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, at the time of prayer, be ready for the transaction. At the time of prayer, be ready for the transaction. This says that before I pray, I've got to get a word of God on it. I've got to begin to declare what God said. I've got to know what God said and believe what he said so that when I get in prayer, I have the faith for the transaction. 
The Bible declares that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I've already heard the word of God. I know what he says about healing. And I'm convinced that he has healed me. And then I bring that faith of that word into prayer as I stand before him. I'm ready for that transaction, Lord. I believe you by virtue of what you have said in your word. By your word, I am healed. Let's look at this verse again. He says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, what? Believe. Believe Believe what? Believe that ye, what? Receive them. All right. Oh, here's an issue. Lord, I thought you said, okay, believe that you receive them. In other words, believe you got it right now. Lord, I'm believing for the money, but my wallet, my bank account. He said, no. Believe that you receive it. Right then, let your faith become the title deed to it. Let your faith become the assurance that is already yours. Let your faith become the proof that what you're asking God for, you already have. So you can praise him. Lord, right here in prayer, I release my faith and I thank you that it's done. Believe that you receive them. And here's the other end of the transaction. And you shall what? Have them. Isn't that wonderful? Learning how to transact business in the spirit. Your answer is in your release and in your reception. Your answer is in you releasing your faith to God and receiving from God. Your answer is in release and receiving. Releasing and receiving. Now, again, God can do things out of his sovereign mercy. He can do it, just do it, just do it. But I call that the more the, the exception and not the rule because God has given you a way to communicate in the spirit. Remember, faith is so valuable, Jesus went looking for it. And faith is so valuable that when he comes back, he said, well, I find faith in the earth. He's looking for people who have the faith of God in their heart, who've been uh, conducting business in the spirit. Are you hearing? All right. I think that's enough for the day. I pray you receive the word of God. Let's give Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed today's message right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Don't forget to sign up for the Kingdom Inspirational Video Blog. We're going to sing you short inspirational clips that will bless you on a weekly basis. So sign up today right there at KingdomRock.org. That's www.KingdomRock.org. And if you're in the Bremen area, come on and stop by and visit us in a live service. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. Remember, Sunday morning is at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night starts at 7 o'clock. We'll be so glad to see you. Well, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. See you soon.